Hello and welcome to another ISIS Energy podcast. My name is Patrick Sykes. I'm an oil and gas market reporter, and I'm here with our crude oil expert, Julien Matonier, to discuss his key oil drivers to watch in 2018. Thanks for joining me, Julien. Thanks, Patrick. So you recently published an uh, insight piece called Key Oil Drivers to Watch in 2018. Can you tell me which of those do you think will be the most important? Absolutely. In 2017, it seems to me that market participants have been focused on OPEC's effort at curbing the global oil supply gluts. And investors have been testing every single OPEC announcement against their own price forecast. However, it's very difficult to say in which respect the higher oil price achieved today has been the result of OPEC's management uh, supply and of over uh, sort of exogenous factors. And I'm thinking in particular of a series of physical uh, supplies, notably during a very heavy uh, storm US seasons that interrupted transatlantic shipping, which pushed up the prices, and also repeated outages in Libya and Nigeria. So it, it's probably a combination of all those factors that led to the higher oil prices uh, today. And I would think that the focus should remain for 2018 on those geopolitical factors and the possibility of further physical disruptions. And how do you see those risks reflected in the current price forecast? Well, several uh, large investment banks have estimated that the level of compliance were good enough to revise up their forecast for 2018. So a number of them are now a little bit bullish compared to where they stood in 2017. So you've got the Goldman Sachs, the UBS, Credit Suisse, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley. They've all revised their forecast up. Some of the banks, Barclays, Citigroups, are more like in a wait-and-see mode and they're waiting for a possible price correction, so they haven't changed their, their forecast. Now, the interesting thing is that OPEC now wants the price to, to come down. Okay, it, yeah. it, it, it sounds like a, a bit of an irony, but the reason is that not only they're fearful of the reaction of U.S. shell oil and the fact that you know higher prices will help more U.S. barrels to return to the market, but they should also be fearful of uh, deep water prospects and Canadian oil sands because both those, those uh, specific segments of, of the crude oil uh, market have achieved sort of a lower cost structure. So they are now like credible players, even at lower level of all prices. And what do you think the place of uh, Russia will be in all this? How do they see these price changes? Russia, to me, uh, has the same kind of view as OPEC. Russia is also acutely aware of price uh, direction on a price level because a high price of oil tends to appreciate the Russian ruble. And uh, as you may know, this is the most destructive effect of the Dutch disease, which is the negative effect on an economy of anything that gives rise to a sharp inflow of uh, foreign currency, typically like uh, large oil uh, reserves. And the effect of an appreciating ruble is that it operates via reallocations of your economic factor with a strong a focus on the oil sector to the detriment of uh, any industrial uh, diversification. You also tend to manufacture less. The level of your exports decreases and, and inversely you import more, which is not very good uh, for the economy. So I would suspect that the Russians are very aware of this 
and keen on achieving not too high a price like like the rest of OPEC. Do you think that will factor into Russia's partnership with OPEC? in continuing the production cuts we've seen? I think so. I think the Russians have a strong interest to keep to stick to market discipline and to keep the level of compliance very high. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time, Julien. We'll be, of course, following all of these drivers as they play out here in ISIS. If you'd like to find out more, please do check out our website, www.isis.com. Mm-hmm.